0: I started this thing, I call it Go Fish. And, and we talked about casting the net last week and some of that. Well, and I want to talk today a little bit, and I'm going to start with Matthew 9, 38, and we all, we're all very familiar with this scripture verse, and, and we pray it a lot, but I want, to, I want to talk about it a little bit and then get into the message a little more. It says in verse Matthew 9, 38, it says, Therefore pray the Lord of harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Now, a lot of times I look at that in, in, in my history and in my past and maybe in yours. I've, I've looked at that and I've prayed, Lord, we have got to send laborers into the harvest field. Send the laborers. Maybe we need to be praying, Lord, I'm a laborer. Send me into the harvest field. All right? See, question is, why aren't people, why aren't people going to the harvest field? Why aren't they going? Why aren't they doing things? I know the enemy works hard to keep everything focused on us and us and the battles that we have in our minds, our emotions, our bodies. Always, always, always we're fighting and it's very, very easy to just get focused on us and and not see things outside of us. And so I want to talk about that, but there's sometimes, I truly believe this, we we may be missing something. And if you're missing something, and, and what I believe we might be missing is God wants to show his power today. Who's he going to show his power through? It's got to be through you. It's got to be. All right? And so he wants to show his power today. He wants to throw it through his, through, through his people. And I know I, I, there's a lot of churches, and they've got these evangelistic programs and outreaches and this and that. But a lot of people don't go. And even if you have this five-step evangelistic program, there's sometimes there may be something missing. I believe in a lot of cases um, I'm a cookie, I'm a chocolate chip cookie connoisseur, okay, love them, shape, size, form, but when I was younger, I used to bake, and I loved to bake chocolate chip cookies, but every once in a while, I'd put them in the oven, they'd come out of the oven, and they were they were really dark brown, and they were really flat, and it looked like the chocolate chips were mountains sticking out of them, because there was something, obviously, some ingredient that I forgot to put in, and when you don't have that, it doesn't, work the way it's supposed to work now I believe that one of the things that we've really got to focus on and I'm going to talk about it here in just a minute I'm going to get to Matthew nine thirty five, and there's there's three things that I want us to see in Matthew nine thirty five. then Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues preaching the gospel of the kingdom the gospel of the kingdom righteousness peace and joy that's what we need to be telling people you can have righteousness peace and joy through a relationship with Jesus Christ um, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But now look at this. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. A couple of things in that verse that I want us to, to look at. First is, we are going to have to see. We're going to have to see. You're going to have to see the need. But the enemy works really hard at keeping us so self contained that we walk out and it, we don't see anything. Um, Eugene was just sharing a story this morning. He was, he was driving down to Cedarville, and, and a guy pulled out and almost hit him. Well, Eugene went on down, and he pulled into a station to get, get some coffee. The guy pulled in right behind him. I got out, was kind of grumpy at him, and said, You know, because you know, um, his lights weren't on or something. So he's kind of grouching at him. And, and the guy said, Well, where were you going in such a hurry? He was, I was on my way to church. And, he, and Eugene said, well, where are you at? And he says, well, I'm taking my wife out to Mayo Clinic. So Eugene saw, and he was moved, and so what did he do? He says, well, gosh, can I pray for you? An opportunity. So he prayed for him. He turned a grumpy Gus into a guy saying, man, thank you so much. I'm blessed because you prayed for me because he saw. We miss so much because sometimes we don't see. Or we don't want to see. Or we're too busy to see. or And I'm not, I'm not judging anybody. Listen, I'm in the same boat you are, but we get so self-contained with our problems and what we, we sometimes we don't see. And what is it? And I got thinking, Lord, what is it would keep somebody from, from, because I truly believe this next harvest is coming in the marketplace. It's going to be out there. And guess what? They'll follow you back here, but we got to get them out there. But what, what's going to cause you to go out there? First of all, you're going to have to see it. But the second thing there is he was moved with compassion. If you don't have compassion, you're not going. Passion and compassion are two different things. You, know? you need to have a passion for Jesus Christ. But you better have a compassion for people. Because passion, you can kill people with that. I got a passion for the truth. and The truth can kill people. Compassion for people. No, we need to have the truth for sure. And we need to preach the truth of the Word of God. But we need to have compassion. Because I'm going to tell you, and I'll talk about this more next week, people aren't where you're at. People out there are a mess. They are destroyed. They are distraught. Even some Christians, they're they're just looking for something that will give them some strength, some hope, some peace. We've got it. Let's give it to them. But if you don't see it, you don't have compassion. And listen, when I first got born again, I was not a very compassionate guy. I wasn't. I got born again and boy, I got I got pretty self-righteous in a hurry. I I did. You know, I thought, gosh, you're not like me. You're missing it. I was I was very very young in the Lord though. But I had good mentors around me that corrected me and helped me. But I'll never forget the thing that just absolutely locked it in me that sealed it in me was we were there was a there was a meeting some of you know and remember bill anderson he came up was doing a meeting at at cedarville it's now the cedarville inn it was the comfort inn at that time at their conference hall and their conference hall is about a quarter of the size of this room it would be like this section just over here and i'll never forget he had an altar call, and I went to the altar. He didn't really pray for me, but I was, I was laying there at the altar. And, and I won't say it was an open vision. I have never necessarily, necessarily had an open vision, open vision. I knew I was on the floor, but I had this vision of Jesus. And he took me right to this ber- verse where he said he was with compassion because he, he, they were weary and scattered like a sheep having no shepherd. And it's like at that moment, he took me up on this grassy knoll, and I was standing there with him. And he was looking down at all these people. And at that moment, it's like he took his heart out of his chest and he put it in mine. And it absolutely broke me. I wept for three straight days. If I was awake, I was weeping. Uncontrollable. I couldn't go anywhere. You know, a grown man walking through the store just weeping uncontrollably. So I was stayed at home for three days. Every waking hour was just weeping because of the weight of his love and the compassion that he had For people, and I can't see people differently today. It it changed me completely. Compassion, notice it says he was moved. Compassion will move you. A lot of times, passion drives you. A lot of times, passion can be selfish. I have a great passion for things in my life, but most of the time, they're for me. I have a great passion for my wife. Mm Mm-hmm. But i got to have compassion for people. People. But can we see? Because listen, I don't know. If you want to know how bad things are, watch the news, but only for five minutes and then pray against depression and all the other things that comes with watching the news for five minutes. Things aren't good. And I know we have this power, but we've got to see. We've got to have this compassion because I don't believe with all this compassion you're going to be moved to do anything. All of us have probably been in a situation where we, we are moved. You see a need. You see somebody. And, you know, and, and for me, it's like little kids. I mean, little kids can get anything from me. But, but when you see somebody and, and you see them struggling, you're moved, compassion, you know, and, and everybody's got a story like this. But I, I just remember I was one time I was at a gas station and a guy, he got out and he put his thing in the gas, but then he didn't pump anything. And he stepped back and he reached in his pocket and he was counting his quarters and his dimes and, and and it was just something it just moved me so I walked over and I said, "Look, man, fill it up. I've got this. I'm going in anyway." And he was just so thankful and, and but you've got when you see and you're moved, you can't help but do something. I'm going to show you later on all the things that led by, were led by compassion but see. We need to see the pain, the hopelessness, the brokenness, the mess. We can't live people's lives for them. But we can have compassion on them. And we can help them to the ability we can help them. And then they've got to stand up and they're going to have to walk this thing out with Christ as well. But what do we see? I mean, I have compassion for people. And see, compassion is this. And and you understand this because probably most of you have sensed this or felt this at some time in your life is to have your bowels yearn or feel some sympathy or putting yourself in that person's place. That's empathy. And so and a, a sympathy is a relationship between where what affects one similarly affects another. And I'll tell you, there'll be times I'll be praying for people and I can feel and sense what they're sensing and the, and the pain and the hurt or when you see somebody and you just move with compassion because you can just feel what they're feeling and you know where they're at. And listen, it doesn't need to have be a, and I'll talk about this more next week. It doesn't need to be a five-point sermon that you preach to them. It may be a handshake, it may be an armor, it may be a word of encouragement. It may be a, you know, here's five bucks, I don't know why, when they really needed five bucks. You don't know what that looks like, but it is preaching the gospel, and it is having compassion, and I'll talk about that next week about I've got I call them my seven keys, but you can be whatever your keys want them to be. First of all, we've got to meet people where they're at. Wherever they're at, and we have compassion. But if you don't see it, you're not moved by it. We have to be moved by compassion. And listen, we—I'll tell you—and because people are looking all over the place for the power to live life today. All right, they're looking into—they're turning to crystals, self-help, heal, self-healing, self-help, psychics, candles, cards, one nine hundred, Miss Cleo. Anything that they think has power, that's what they're looking for. I was in, when I was, when I first started college, um, I was about a year and a half from a degree in geology. If anybody knows anything about geology and geologists, I do not do not fit that mold. I just, I mean, can you imagine me out on a platform somewhere, out in the wilderness somewhere, digging up core samples and sending re- data and research in? No you know I've been out there messing around with the bears or something it, it wouldn't have been good but I had a class and it was a geophysics class and I wasn't very good at it because you had to find these axes and different you know I, my mind just didn't work that way and, and so I did the best I could but I walked into a classroom and I made this statement I am so going to fail this and there was a girl in the class she had on her power earrings she had on her power necklaces she had on all of her her, her um all her power crystals on, she freaked out. What? I mean, I mean, I just—why she jumped up and screamed? Ah! Oh, I am leaving this classroom. I can't take my test here. He's sending bad vibes. So she did. She got to the professor. She went in another room and took a test. Look, I was a heathen. I didn't know anything about Jesus. I didn't know a thing about that. I wasn't any better. She was, you know, she was. She was planning on her power crystals. I was planning on the girl next to me. <laughs> you pick your own power, I guess. But see, my point is is people are looking for all kinds of things for the answer, and the answer is Jesus, and we have it. We've got this power. We've got to see it. We've got to have the compassion to move us to go do it. Because we, the harvest is ripe. But we are the laborers. We are the laborers. They're not coming. They're here. They're us. You see, in Jesus' time, the Pharisees and the scribes, they had a lot of passion for the truth. Saul killed people over it. But Jesus came and had compassion. He was eating with sinners and stuff. What? What are you doing? See, passion can be very selfish. Compassion is selfless. You know, there's, there's a, here's, here's a guy in a wheelchair. You got a guy in a wheelchair. I mean, you can march right over and you can be bold. Now, I'm not saying being bold, but you can get just as arrogant as you know what? If I lay hands on him, they're going to be healed because of the, you know. You need to rise up and walk. Or compassion is just if I can just get over there, if I can just get close enough to him and lay a hand on him. Because the Bible says believers lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. And Lord, I'm trusting and I'm believing. I'm doing it to lay hands. Didn't say I had to preach him a three-point service. Just get my hands on him and bless him somehow. Or I truly believe that you start a conversation. And and Richard had this testimony this morning. He he, he just started up a conversation with a guy. And and things start to lead into you can share something. But you meet them where they're at. But if you don't see it and you're not led by compassion, then nobody does it. I mean, how many... The good Samaritan is the one that had compassion and took his own money, got him fed, got him healed up, said, anything else, I'll pay for that too. See, compassion says if I can just somehow get something to them. See, what does compassion lead to? I'll give you some scripture verses. In Mark chapter 1, in verse 40 and 41, Jesus was moved with compassion and he healed a leopard. Not a leopard, a leper. <laughs> compassion moves you to try to, to believe God to heal for people. Matthew 14 14, Jesus had compassion and healed all their sick. Compassion. You know, Brother Louis, man, he had brain surgery. And, you know, he. he he, he needed a situation where he could sit up and sleep. Well, you know, we had a recliner. The thing of it is, is it, and he was like, oh, are you sure? Listen, man, I've got compassion for you. I understand where you're at. And, and man, anything that we could do to help. So, so we just sold that to help. Why? Because we saw. We need to see and be moved. Listen, I understand one of the, one of the happiest days of my life was also one of the most sobering days in my life. We were on the road preaching, and you know, we were we were barely making ends meet. We came home, there's three or four bags of groceries on my deck. And I just cried because I was so, I was so I want to say it, almost ashamed that I needed them, but I was so grateful that somebody had compassion on me and dropped them there because we needed them. Compassion does those types of things. See. In Matthew 20, verse 34, Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes and healed them. Compassion leads to miracles. Luke 7, 13, he had compassion on her and raised her son from the dead. The same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. Compassion, I truly believe, will lead us to that because we'll see it. And guess what? You are filled with the Holy Spirit. Guess what the Holy Spirit has? The Holy Spirit has gifts. Whatever gifts needs to come out at that time, God will use you in that gift. Is it a prophetic word? Is it a healing? Whatever. I don't care. He can manifest however he wants, but if we see the need we move moving compassion, God can move. Matthew 14, 14. He had compassion, fed 5,000. Matthew 15, 32, fed 4,000. When I think about this, I think of Susie Martin. Susie Martin, honestly, she would, she would wake at night in her bed and weep. Thinking that somebody might be hungry. So whenever we'd have a fellowship, meal or whenever there was anything, there's sometimes that there wouldn't really be enough. I believe it was her compassion that multiplied that food because we always had enough. She, she, would, she had such compassion. See, in Mark 5, chapter 19, Mark chapter 5, verse 19. Delivered the man out of the tombs, told him to go tell how the Lord had had compassion on him. Compassion will deliver. Compassion helps. Luke 10, 25. You know the story of the Good Samaritan. He had a couple of the temple workers, workers they walked around him. Now, to be fair to them, they may have thought the man was dead. And in Jewish custom... If they touch him and he's dead, then they got to go through a ceremonial washing and they must thought, well, maybe he was dead. So they went on around. But the Samaritan, do you know that the Jews had a trade route? They did not want to trade with the Samaritans. They hated them, hated them, lower than dogs. They would go around. They had a trade route that went around Samaria, so they didn't even have to go through there. But a Samaritan had compassion put him on his own animal, took him to the inn, got him taken care of, and said, if there's anything else he needs, let him put it on my account. Compassion helps. In Exodus 2.6, the Pharaoh's daughter had compassion and saved Moses. Compassion rescues. I want you to think about that. At some point in somebody's life, somebody had compassion on a man named Billy Graham and sowed some seed that led him to Jesus Christ, and look what he did. Look what Christ did through him. How do we know that the next person, that the next person, that the next person? And again, we can't live people's lives for them, but we can certainly have compassion and and show the love of Christ and show the compassion of Christ and allow the power of God work through us to them. Sometimes Sometimes it isn't even what we say. Sometimes it's just people show up, and I'm just here. I remember Bill Anderson when we lost Denise. There's nothing I could do to There's nothing I could say. Pat Tucker lost his son. There is nothing I could say. I was just there. There's nothing could be said, but I was there. Sometimes just people just need to, need to be there, or just an arm around or just say, Yes, you can. You can do it. So what do we do today? Matthew nine thirty seven says, Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers. Pray to God, Lord, send out laborers. Here am I. Send me. And then Lord will direct you. And I truly believe with all my heart. That if you start a conversation or you get in a conversation with someone, if you listen cl- closely, I truly believe the Lord will give you an opportunity to somehow, I'm not talking about you've got to share some of your doctrine, or this, but you somehow you will be able to share Christ with them in some way. Maybe it's just a seed that you're going to have to get back to. Maybe it's just a conversation because letting people know, hey, I'm okay where you're at. Again, I use Pat a lot as an example, but Pat does a lot of stuff out there around people. He Sat down in, in in a mall on a bench, and this gal came and sat down beside him, and she was all pierced up, tatted up everywhere, which way. And they just started a conversation, and pretty soon he's telling her, hey, God's got a plan and a purpose for you, and he's a good God, and he loves you. And she was like, she'd never heard anything like that before. Compassion leads us to those things. And it says, in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 1, I'll wind it down with this. He called his disciples to himself and gave them power or authority over the unclean spirits. So we know when Jesus ascended, he said the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells within us. We've got all the gifts of the Spirit and access to us, in us, to whatever God wants to use, whenever he needs to use it, at any time, at any point, whatever that needs to be. Maybe it's a word of knowledge for this one. Maybe it's healing for this one. Maybe it's this for that one, whatever it is. But compassion will lead you to these things. I truly believe that. And so what do we do? He said, he, he, said, he, ca- he said, I gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Jesus saw a need, gave the, this authority to us, his children, and then said, go and preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven, righteousness, peace, and joy is at hand. You can have it through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Is it easy? No. You've got to fight for it? Yes. But is it at hand? It is right here, right now. Compassion will lead you to that. It will lead you to people for that. And in verse 8, Freely you have received this. Freely give. We don't corner the market on it. It's free. So let's give what we have. Let's allow God to use us. I truly believe that if we walk out the door and make an effort, say, Lord, just today, show me. Let me be aware today. And when he shows you, I believe when you see it, you'll be moved with compassion just like Jesus was. And out of that, you'll see the power of God manifest in people's lives. You know, what does a miracle look like? Well, a limb growing out, somebody healed a cancer. Somebody delivered, somebody free, somebody weeping because all of a sudden they've got hope and they they never had hope, that's a miracle. Somebody getting born again, that's a miracle. Reaching out and helping somebody and they're grateful, that's a miracle, that's a seed. We can do these things. And that's where the harvest is. And that's where I truly believe this next move of God is going to be. It's going to be out there. follow you here out there is where where we need to be doing the work that's where the harvest field is amen let me pray for you guys today father i thank you i pray lord that every single one of us that you touch us somehow by the holy spirit to show us this compassion we don't want this missing in our lives lord so that we just have a, a compassion and a love for people lord let us have a burning desire and passion for you. Let us have that same compassion for people. Lord, and allow the power of God to flow through us to touch people's lives in a powerful way. Lord, that we can, that we can meet a need somehow, somewhere, in somebody's life, even if it's just a small thing. And Lord, that your power can work through that. So let us all just take a look and pray to you and say, Lord, help us to have that heart of compassion that does all these things, it heals, and it delivers, and makes free, and it helps. And we just give you praise and glory and honor for it today. In Jesus' powerful name, amen and amen.